This is Brett. This is John. And we're just two dudes talking about Star Wars on the Skywalk. What's up, Moof Milkers? Welcome back to the Skywalk. I am here today without Jeff. Jeff could not be here, unfortunately, for our very special, but not that special, 75th episode of the Skywalk. I'm here with John. Welcome, John. Thank you for the welcome. <laughs> I feel welcome. I hope you do. I do. Uh, John and I have been friends for a very long time, and John is one of my best friends in the entire world. John is one of the only people, actually the only other person, who has been at opening night of each Star Wars movie with Jeff and I. Yes, that's true. Right? So the John is the other third in that trifecta. And yeah, today we have a lot to talk about, John. First, we've got some... Late-breaking Star Wars news to get to, or not-so-late-breaking news uh, that we'll talk about very briefly today, because we really want to give our attention to our featured topic. And that is, uh, we asked our listeners to share with us uh, their pitches for Star Wars TV series they'd like to see, in addition to the ones that have already been announced by Lucasfilm. But before we do, social meteors. This is where the good moof milkers can find us on social media, John. Uh, on iTunes, search for The Skywalk. Sky is in sky, walk as in the thing you cook in, W-O-K. If you leave us a review on iTunes, you're automatically entered to win. Uh, you're automatically entered into any one of our giveaways. And congrats to Larry, a.k.a. Rebel Base on iTunes, who left us a review and won an awesome Ahsoka Tano two-pack pin set. Larry, we'll see you in Chicago, I hope, in April. Uh, Spotify, spotty at best. Same deal, search for The Skywalk. Disgracebook. Facebook.com slash The Skywalk. John, a lot of people are getting off of Facebook. Have you heard about this? I have. Yeah. So I don't know how many how many of you people are going to be left on Facebook to follow us there. So maybe, you know, maybe choose one of the other social meteors. Twitter, at The Skywalk. Uh, and Potomatic. Jeffrey usually slow jams this part, John. He does. Yeah, I can't do it. It's uh, StarWarsOverCoffee.Potomatic.com. John, first topic. This is more of just a question. Uh, as you may know, four years ago, almost to the day, it was Thanksgiving Day, four years ago, the first teaser of The Force Awakens was released that day. The first bit of footage that anyone had ever seen from the first new Star Wars movie in an eternity. Is it possible? Now, for, now last year, uh, two years ago, I should say, we did not get a Thanksgiving Day teaser trailer for The Last Jedi. The first footage wasn't shown until that following spring at Star Wars Celebration. And it would seem that they would do the same thing this year, where they would hold off until the spring because there is, again, a Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. But is there any chance that, you know, they decide out of the kindness of their hearts to release a little bit of a teaser on Thanksgiving Day this year? I don't know. Do you mean a non-zero chance? Yeah, is there a non-zero chance? I would say yeah. Is it greater than or equal to one? Out of 100? Yeah. Could be a 1% chance. Okay. All right. I'll go with 1%. Rebellions <laughs> are built on hope. Uh, John, another interesting thing we found out this week. Taika Waititi, uh, we knew he was directing an episode of The Mandalorian, the live-action series from producer, showrunner, writer John Favreau for Disney's upcoming streaming service, Disney+. Plus. What I did not know, what we found out this past week from, I believe, MakingStarWars.net, uh, was that he would be directing the season finale. 
So I just thought that was interesting. It's kind of the last episode I would have expected from Taika Waititi. John, are you familiar with his work? I am. Yes. I, I think he's a pretty talented dude. Why would, Why is the season finale the last you expected? Because I think his, the expectation is that he'll direct something kind of zany and out there, like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. You know, so I guess for the same reason that, Dis, uh, that, that, that Marvel didn't hire him to direct Infinity War, you know, like the culmination of a 10-year run of Marvel movies, you know, he kind of directed this off-the-beaten-path movie, although it did have impact in the larger yeah. ongoing storyline. So uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, I guess I just didn't expect it. Hello, what have we here? John, it's been reported <laughs> that Carl Weathers is joining the cast of The Mandalorian. When I saw this, I had to check my calendar and make sure it wasn't April 1st. Uh, but according to making star wars. this one is definitely from makingstarwars.net. You guys should check them out. They have a podcast called, I think it's called Now This Is Podcasting. They're very reliable. So according to them, Carl Weathers will be in the cast of The Mandalorian. Now, as they pointed out, it's very likely that he won't be appearing as himself on screen, not just as Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be just as entertaining. That would be pretty great. It, maybe he shows up and tells the Mandalorian about his underwriting campaign with Burger King. <laughs> but uh, he has – so apparently I, – I didn't really realize this, John. He's been doing a lot of VO work. Uh, he did VO, which I don't even know. Oh, yes. He was the military guy in Toy Story of Terror, which is amazing. I think of all the Toy Story things that have ever been done, uh, that might be my favorite, which isn't fair because it was only like 10 minutes long. So, John, also, I believe just yesterday – Mark Hamill tweeted this. He tweeted that he had once pitched George Lucas. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous. This is not an April Fool's episode. Uh, he tweeted that he once pitched George Lucas on the idea of Boba Fett being Luke's mother. Luke Skywalker, that is. Uh, and that she was a double agent working, quote, clandestinely. Is that a word, John? It It is now, <laughs> if it wasn't before. Yeah, it, I don't know. But but yeah, that she was sort of a double agent for the rebels working on their side. But the, the reason why I think this is hilarious, John, okay, uh, as you know, there's a big fan divide over The Last Jedi still to this day. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are somewhere in between. I like The Last Jedi. I love The Last Jedi, actually. John, where, where do you stand in The Last Jedi? Uh, I liked it. Mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. Um, So... The people who don't like it, John, a lot of them will point to what Mark Hamill said about his role in the movie. Until And he didn't complain. He said that he had very much disagreed with Ryan Johnson's take on the character. And people took that as like, see, Ryan Johnson's the worst. And that was horrible. And even Mark Hamill himself thinks it's horrible. Now, if you're hanging your hat on the fact that Mark Hamill was not in agreement with Ryan Johnson's handling of Luke Skywalker. Just remember that he pitched Boba Fett as Luke Skywalker's <laughs> mom. All right, John. Now we are getting to today's featured topic. So in our last episode, Jeff and I spoke about a comment that Bob Iger made a while ago uh, when, we th when, when the only TV series we knew about was The Mandalorian and, of course, the Clone Wars animated series coming back for another season. And uh, we, we discussed this comment from Bob Iger that said there were many uh, Star Wars TV series in development, aside from those ones that we already knew about. So we asked you listeners what you thought that some of these other shows could be or what you'd like to see in other shows and to give us your pitch. In the meantime, uh, they announced the Cassian Andor series, 
which would be a prequel to a prequel. Yeah, right? A prequel to a prequel? Because it's the prequel to Rogue One, right? So whatever that is, a prequel. Uh, so we know about that one now, too, but we still got a lot of awesome ideas from you guys. We also got some terrible ideas from you guys. So we're going to try to cover as many of them as we can. Mostly terrible. Mostly terrible. No, John. No, really. You guys, some of them are intentionally bad, and I, I think I might like those ones the best. <laughs> uh, so before, before we share your pitches, though, first of all, the idea of a pure comedy in the Star Wars universe had never even occurred to me. So thank you all for that. And by the way, we want to thank the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics Facebook group, which is where we got a lot of the uh, the submissions. So thank you for those. Secondly, the depth to which we discuss these is very subjective on, on my taste and John's taste. Uh, so just because we don't talk about your, your idea ad nauseum doesn't mean it's not good. Uh, it might just be something that we don't know about. Um, because you guys gave us some deep cuts, deep, deep into We had to look up, John, how long do we spend researching these things on Wikipedia? Like a half hour, 45 minutes? At least half an hour, yeah. Yeah, we did a lot of homework. And lastly, I did try to group similar ideas. So there are a couple of common threads that were spaced apart on Facebook, but we try to put similar ideas together. And uh, we'll try to touch on as many of the details as we can and give them all good consideration. If we don't get, them, get to them all today, which is quite possible, then we will get to the rest of them on episode 76 of The Skywalk. So just have to come back for another show. All right, John. Let's start with Larry, a.k.a. Rebel Base, who won our most recent giveaway. So consider this part of your prize. Um, Larry suggested a few, but I'm only going to share one of them. Young Leia slash Bail Organa. I like this one. And I like it even more in conjunction with another comment, John. The first one from the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics Facebook group. Uh, Jonathan said, young Leia with Millie Bobby Brown starring. John, would you, if you're the Disney executive in charge of green lighting or red lighting these ideas, would you green light this one? I mean, you have to green light it if you can get Millie. Right. She's what everybody's talking about right now. Yeah. She's also standing on the top of a building in Boston in the Godzilla trailer. Did you know? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you froze it there, you could see the Sitco sign in the background and some other Boston stuff. I think they just throw it in at the beginning of the movie to annihilate it as quickly as possible. Right, yeah. Thanks for that, guys. Jared. John, how would you pronounce that name? Jared? Gerard? I would say Jared. Jared. All right, let's yeah. go with Jared. Jared suggested a Padawan growing up in the Jedi Temple like Harry Potter, but way better because it's Star Wars. Um... I'm not a Harry Potter fan, John. No, n- neither am I. So we can agree that Star Wars is better. And it not- can just stay that way. Yeah, we can just leave it at that. Aren't they both Disney now anyways, too? Are they? They might be. I think they are, Who yeah. Who makes Harry Potter? I think, it's, I think Disney owns it now. The Padawan growing up in a Jedi temple. I mean, if you mean the Jedi temple that Anakin commits, uh, what's that called when you kill a bunch of kids? Kidicide. Kidicide. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. Nino side. Nino side. Um, then it's not going to be a very long series. <laughs> and the kid's <laughs> going to go from like two to four years old and then get killed. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe maybe there's another way to do it. I think it could be interesting. It's just uh, not a fan of the Harry Potter aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> yeah. That, well, you know what it is, John? We discussed this earlier. I think there are people who want to see the kind of the Star Wars version of a lot of different things that they love. Yeah. And I think that's where that comes from. Uh, Okay. I got two coming up here, John, that are kind of grouped together because they're similar ideas. They're different. There's one I like more than the other. Taylor suggested 
road trip movie featuring Figrin Dan. I don't know if that's even how you say it. And the modal notes. John, do you know who they are? Nope. Negative. This is the band from the cantina. Okay. So it's one of the dudes from the band. Like they're in a van on tour? Uh, yes. <laughs> like the Scooby-Doo van driving across. Well, I guess you'd be going from planet to planet, right? Like you're, Okay. So not like a, a road different... trip movie, like a, like a right. spaceship trip movie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a road trip per se, but yeah, gig after gig on planet after planet. Gotcha. Okay. Um, on the Ilenium system. Sorry, that was a Force Awakens line. Uh, and then somebody else suggested a competing idea. From Daniel, On the Road with Max Rebo. John, do you know who Max Rebo nope, is? Nope. Max Rebo is the big, puffy, blue elephant Oh, the guy. elephant. Yeah. Who, who plays, plays that, the, that, that, that organ. instrument. Yeah, that he's like permanently trapped inside of. Right. So I'm, I'm just partial to Max Rebo because I've always loved Max Rebo. Maybe he could open. He could open for <laughs> them. Yeah, or like whoever wins out. Right. I think what we have to do is we need we need more fleshed out pitches from Taylor and Daniel. Yeah. And whoever whoever loses the consolation prizes they open for the other band. Right. But it, we could just put it all together, right, in one show, and maybe that that can be part of the drama. It's like how does Figrin get along with Max? Yeah. Maybe. Or Sai Snoodles, and I think they could take Ula with them. She's the one, the the green girl that gets eaten uh-huh. in the rancor okay. pit. Yeah. I feel like it should be a very big ensemble. I actually, I think this is actually a very good idea. Again, a lot of these are, are comedic takes on the Star Wars universe, and I think this could be one, but it could have some real drama. It's like, uh, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Almost Famous. Uh, okay. So it's kind of like Almost Famous in the Star Wars universe. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Definitely comedic, I hope. Uh, Kyler suggested Steve Irwin type show hosted by Dengar. <laughs> you know, I think because I know who Dengar is, I didn't really research him. Um, I don't know if there's anything in his history that would lend itself to the Steve Irwin type of thing. I don't know if he like hunts rare species in the galaxy or something. <laughs> but uh, I think anything involving Dengar could potentially be really funny. And I'm a fan of anything involving Steve Irwin. Yeah. So, uh, John, who do you know who Dengar is? No. Okay. Dengar is the guy who looks like uh, he's wrapped in toilet paper. He's one of the bounty hunters. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. He's wrapped in like toilet paper and metal plates. Yeah, okay. I feel like there are some funny people who could play him. Maybe. I'm thinking like Seth Rogen. Seth. <laughs> 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 Here we have the, uh, 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 what's this one called? Guavian Spice Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyler. Kyler's greenlit, right? Did we yeah, give we're green greenlit. Light? Okay, this, you're yeah. greenlit, Kyler. Uh, Micaela. I hope I'm saying – I know I'm saying it right, John. I don't know if she's Americanizing it, but Mi- – She's definitely Ameri- Americanizing it to Michaela. Yeah. She's thinking – she's pitching a show to Lucasfilm. She might need a more Hollywoodified name. Um, she says something from Eli Vanto's perspective. John, uh, and dear listeners, this is the first one where John and I had to go researching the old Wikipedia. John, do you know who Eli Vanto is? No, I do not. Eli Vanto was a human male – who initially served as an ensign and later a commander in the Imperial Navy during the era of the Galactic Empire. More importantly, John, he served as a translator, aide, student, and protege of Grand Admiral Thrawn, who's pretty awesome, and then became a rising star in the Imperial Navy. Uh, There's a lot of story there uh, for this guy, but he's kind of Thrawn's wingman. So... Yeah, something from Eli Vanto's perspective I think would be fantastic. Okay, this one's from Ed. And this one is just 
pure snark, and I really liked it, though, because I like where his snark is coming from. Ed said, those seven or eight days of Darth Vader's life that haven't already been exhaustively covered by the films, comics, cartoons, or novels. Ed, hear, hear. Um, I couldn't agree more. I don't need to know anything more about Darth Vader than I already do. And maybe it's just because nobody has successfully expanded on his, his mythos in my, in my mind. I think Rogue One did okay, but they also gave him the cheesiest line in his history. So I'm kind of okay with nobody touching that anymore. Unless you pull in, you know what, John? Here's who I would like to see involved in the Star Wars universe. George Miller, the Mad Max guy. The Mad Max guy. Yeah. The guy who came up with Mad Max. Yep. And somehow is still going. I think he's like in his 70s or 80s now. Wow. Um, but obviously Mad Max Fury Road did very well. Uh, so, okay, that guy, yeah, he can take on Darth Vader. Uh, everybody else I think should just leave it alone. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations. Okay. Here's our next grouping of comments. Okay. These next three, John, are all basically saying – Something from the Old Republic. So usually when people mention the Old Republic, uh, they're referring to Star Wars Legends and also the game Knights of, Knights the, Old of the Old Republic. Yeah. So, John, were you a Knights of the Old Republic player? I was, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what do you think? So I, I'm assuming this would get the green light. I would green light it for sure. Yeah, it was a fun game, even though I was terrible at it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what happens to people our age, John. We admire. We should really just admire video games from afar. Yeah. Um, so the Old Republic, uh, that one came from Timothy. Uh, then Chip said, uh, in a little more detail, Old Republic, think ancient time of the Republic, with a motley group of explorers made up of different ages, alien species who are contracted to find and map new hyperspace routes. Routes. What do you think of that one, John? Judgment call? Hyperspace roots. Roots, okay. And explore new worlds, <laughs> looking for resources, alien civilizations, new species, etc. I really like that. I really like that because the objective is just fun and exploration. Uh, Peter, he gave another pitch for Old Republic. Old Republic, young Jedi in the days of the system watchmen. I didn't even know that was a thing. But he adds, not everything needs galactic scope. That's true. Totally agree. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's really weird how even though Lucasfilm is owned by Disney now, as we know, and nobody has more money than Disney outside of maybe Oprah, and yet when they're throwing money at something like this, they don't throw as much money as you would think. No. They're still trying to find ways to make these movies on somewhat of a budget. Um, so you'd think they'd just be, like, sinking cash in, which is, you know, it's especially strange when you consider that Netflix truly is just throwing all the money they can at every product that comes across their desk, apparently. Um, so, yeah. Hey, Peter, I think your idea will get greenlit by the people at Lucasfilm for the very fact that, uh, that it doesn't need to be galactic in scope. Connor had a good one. Connor suggested a series about the first Jedi and how the Sith came to be. Then probably, well, Connor, Connor, you're trying to get a contract with Disney by suggesting, this is more of a strategy. This is like a 10-year strategy that Connor is suggesting for Lucasfilm. Series about the Jedi, the first Jedi, and how the Sith came to be. Then probably an offshoot of that series about Tar Visla. I think I'm saying that right. I know I'm saying Visla right because I've heard that name before in Star Wars. The first... I want to say Terry. Terry? Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> Terry. Can he be played by Terry Crews? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Of course. Terry. He sounds less tough now. 
Terry, let's call him Terry, Terry Vissela, the first Mandalorian inducted into the Jedi Order. That is pretty interesting. So John, again, had to do a little research on old Terry, <laughs> our pal Terry. Connor, this Connor is just probably boiling right now that we're calling yeah, him Terry. Yeah, he's, he's done. Terry Vissela was a Force-sensitive human male. He was the first Mandalorian to be inducted into the Jedi Order as a child. According to legend, oh yeah, this is the best part, John. According to legend, he created the Darksaber, a unique black-bladed lightsaber which would become the symbol of leadership within House Vizsla, and he became the ruler of Mandalore. I feel like the Darksaber is just the lightsaber turned off. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, here's the thing. I'm not a super big fan of Mandalorian lore as I've stated on this podcast before, but I know almost everyone else is. So I'm going to say that uh, Connor's idea gets greenlit as well. Um, John, if you and I were head of, <laughs> <laughs> of uh, project development at Lucasfilm, we'd be bankrupt already. For oh, absolutely. Just, I think we greenlit like six out of the first eight. John, here's another one. We got another mini batch of pitches. Both of these have to do with the show The Office. So George suggested The Office, but it's the Galactic Empire. I think that'd be pretty easy to pull off. That's easy to pull off, yeah. they're super incompetent already, so yeah. that actually makes a lot of sense. Larry said The Office, but going through the Jedi and the Jedi Temple. I guess the prequel era Jedi are just as incompetent as that the Empire. That could work, yeah. yeah. John, when we, when we threw this idea out there, it just never occurred to me that we would just have sitcoms, just pure sitcoms yeah. in the Star Wars universe. Oh. All right, John, I really like the next one. Alfred suggested The Huts, a gangster drama with a humorous twist revolving around The Huts. I would like to see this. You know, out of the many things I have in common with Diego Luna, Jabba the Hutt being my favorite character is just one of the many. So, yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, Al, no, wait, <laughs> AJ, I think this is the AJ from Armageddon, played by Ben Affleck. Who gets chased off the oil rig for dating uh, the elf there, uh, <laughs> Stephen Tyler Jr. Al said, Coral Horn's activities with Corsac. Call it Corsac. Now, John and I searched for Coral Horn's online. Yeah. And literally the only thing that Google, Google could find was Golden Corral, Corn Lake, Mississippi. So I don't think that's what AJ was trying to tell us. Uh, Did you I say Corn Lake? Corn, Corn Lake. Lake. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's no Corn Lake. That sounds gross. Uh, Golden Corral, Horn Lake, Mississippi. I don't think that's what a AJ meant. Uh, but anyway, Corsac. Corsac, yes, we were able to find. That's a real thing. Uh, Corsac is the Corellian Security Force, commonly abbreviated Corsac. Again, this is all by way of Wikipedia. Primary law enforcement agency on Corellia. It briefly, re it was re briefly. The, yeah, you know, it's called Corsac, n and nobody knows what Corel Horns is, so it's get, it gets a red a red light. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and then somebody replied to that, suggesting CSI Corellia. That's a little more. Uh, if we could get David Caruso back, I'm down. No, no, I'm red lighting all CSIs. There, it's just. <laughs> Too much with the CSI. Yeah, but John, here's what you do, right? <laughs> you get David Caruso back, but the problem is, like in Star Wars, you don't wear sunglasses, you wear goggles. Right. So, so the first time he goes to like whip him off in disbelief, they snap back. He just yanks his whole head. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or they snap back and 
hit them in the face, and then you know we have another sitcom here. Yeah, this is a, this is a, this works as a sitcom. CSI Corelli of the sitcom. Yeah. Yes, greenlit. Okay, yeah. but but I think we changed it enough that it's our idea now. Sorry, AJ. There's David, been a no, David, murder. David. We'll pull David in in space. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next one. Gareth, the last Sith War. Why were the Jedi so convinced that they were gone and no longer a threat? The, the, I mean, this is just like, why can't everything just go on forever? Because we like it. <laughs> yeah, we like it, but things kind of have a begin, beginning yeah, and an end. Last Sith War, why were the Jedi so... Oh, well, I, so I guess he's saying, so this must be years and years prior. I guess, like, wouldn't this have happened... No, I guess – so I guess all the Jedi that are around for like the prequel trilogy era were involved in whatever the previous war was with the Sith. So that's what this is about? So I guess so. Yeah, I think so. Now that we've talked ourselves into thinking that's what it's about, would you green light it? <laughs> I'm sorry, Gareth, if that's not what you meant. But I think, I think that would be it. I mean I'm assuming, you know, young Mace Windu would be around. Samuel L. Jackson doesn't really age. So you could probably just use him and say he's yeah. 20. He's about due to, like, re-up and be a young person again, I think. <laughs> Is that what happens with him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's like a James Bond character in real life <laughs> where he's recast younger every 20 years right. as himself. Um, Jack. Hey, John, can I tell you a little something about Jack? Yeah. Jack's this dude on Facebook. He's in the that same Facebook group, uh, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. And every day – he posts a picture of Ralph McQuarrie concept art from the original trilogy or from something. It wasn't all just original trilogy, mostly original trilogy. Every day? Every day. That's – And they're amazing. That's great. Thanks, Jack, for that. So even if we don't greenlight your, your show pitch, um, keep, the, keep the McQuarrie coming. Uh, Coruscant Underworld Show. John, what do you think? We've talked about Underworld stuff. I guess, you know, let's take a pause for a minute and just think about any of these Underworld ideas. Huts. Uh, Coruscant, Underworld, what, whatever it is. Maybe even Cassian Andor, right? Because mm-hmm. he's kind of on the fence. He's kind of do whatever it takes to get the job done, even if it's a little shady. What do you do to make this stuff interesting? Do you go like Goodfellas type route? <laughs> not, a, not a big Goodfellas fan. Uh-huh. Um, but I think something like The Untouchables. Okay. I think that's the way you go with this stuff. So you got you to kind of have that Elliot Ness character, too. And I'm not sure who that would be. You know, like there's kind of a criminal element that's running rampant because the Star Wars universe is huge. And how do you control it? Right. Right. But there's just somebody out there who is just trying to bring people to justice. And I think that would make for an interesting show. Gil, Imperials is the good guys. Gil, you're not giving us a lot to work with here. But I mean, you can make the argument that, you know, if you're this type of person, the movies already are about the Imperials yes. being the good guys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Krennic, man. Krennic wanted to, you know, he wanted to create order in mm-hmm. a chaotic universe, in a chaotic galaxy. So congratulations, Gil. You like Star Wars. <laughs> Apologize for the un- unnecessary snark. <laughs> this is good, John. You know, John, this is going to make me be nicer to try to compensate. <laughs> Gil, we love it. Imperials is good, guys. Yeah. Uh, but Green, you could do – Green could, light as all the movies that have already been done. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I promise. I, I apologized for previous snarkiness, yeah, and yeah. then I just doubled up on the snark. Yeah, I was it doubling up or doubling down. Oh yeah, I guess I can't. I was even confused with that phrase. Doubling down means that you're like back in the like you're you're strengthening your flawed position or whatever right, position exactly. you're in. Right. Okay. So John's doubling down. <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Suggested a live action light comedy, cool actions. Hold on, hold on, hold on, slow down. I gotta slow down. Is it light action or is it live action or is it cool action? I got adjective overload here. Yeah. Uh, but hold on, let me make sure I'm reading this right. A live action light comedy, cool action series with Tag and Bink, two friends who just want to make something of them out of themselves, but are always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Season one would start four years after the formation of the Galactic Empire. Somehow. Uh, this tag and bank pitch has more detail than almost anything we've read so far. <laughs> you know, I appreciate that very much, including when it would actually start. Uh, four years after the formation of the Galactic Empire. So the Empire forms between the prequels and the original trilogy, right? Right. So this would be maybe in that same Rogue One era. I like it. Uh, I think those guys were supposed to be in one of the movies as a cameo. I think they were in. I think they were in Solo actually, um, and they're just ca- these kind of two com- again comedic, goofy characters. I think it's inevitable that something will happen with them eventually as well. Chad, Chad, we're not reading your comment. You know what you did, Adrian, corporate sector authority, uh, also known as Corsac. No, it's different. <laughs> John, that's what I thought. But it turns out it is also known as CSA or also CORSEC. No, but it's a different CORSEC. It's C-O-R-P-SEC, which was the governing or- authority of the corporate sector, not to be confused with the Karelian Security Force, John. This is the deepest we've ever gone. People, I want to thank you again because, uh, as you know, if you listen to this show, uh, Jeff goes deeper into the expanded universe Star Wars legends than I do. He has much deeper roots in that. Um, so without all of you weighing in, we would never have gotten this deep into Wikipedia. So I appreciate that. Zachary. Zachary suggested Gungan, Gungan City Chronicles. Now, John, you might have thought it's Gungan, which is how a lot of people say it. But George Lucas says Gungan. Which is who is never wrong about his own movies. No, no, never. It's Gungan George. John, you know when people say that that popular digital file format, oh uh, GIF, is called the GIF. Yeah, you want to know why it's not? Because so, everyone says GIF. Right. Because everyone says GIF, <laughs> and everybody knows GIF is right, and everyone knows GIF is already a peanut butter. Right. <laughs> right. And then the counter argument is people will say, "Well, the guy who created it says it's a GIF." And my counterargument to that is... <laughs> you said that like a 45-year-old millhouse. <laughs> well, the guy, uh, the guy who created it says it's Jeff. <laughs> and then I respond as, as younger millhouse, and I say, well, the guy... Wait, <clears throat> let me try it again. <laughs> uh, well, the guy who made Star Wars says... No, now I'm turning into something else. You're almost like Mole Man territory. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Grandpa. And then Grandpa <laughs> Simpson replies with, uh, well, the guy who wrote Star Wars says that a Han shot second. <laughs> right. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Just because you created it, it doesn't. it's not yours anymore, George. Yeah, doesn't. Right? Don't own it. It belongs to us. And we know what happened. We were there. We know what happened. You know what it is, John? It's like when you're in court, right? 
because yeah, we, you know, I'm sure we've both been in court many times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as as Liz Lemon, as Princess Leia. Uh-huh. That's what I do when I get jury duty. Um, and and somebody just throws out a wild accu- accusation, and then the the opponent says uh, objection, mm-hmm. and the judge says sustained, and you stricken from the record. But we all heard it. Mm-hmm. So George, exactly. you know, we all heard it. You can't strike it from the record, not in our minds. Uh, Zach, I like Gungan City Chronicles. I have no idea what it is, but it piques my interest because if you can make a show that people will sit through or even start to watch based on the city that Jar Jar comes from, then more power to you. So we'll greenlight – John, how about we greenlight a pilot episode? Of Goonie City Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's all you're getting. Um, on their own budget, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zach, you can kickstart it. Nick. Uh-oh, Nick. This one's at odds with an earlier comment. Uh, Ed is not going to like this one. Nick says, a series about Vader hunting the remaining Jedi, maybe. Something with lightsaber action. So, John, based on what we said earlier about never wanting to know anything else about Vader... Uh, we should be giving this a red light immediately. But I think if there is one thing that could be interesting, it's Vader hunting down remaining Jedi. And obviously it would have lightsaber action. Um, but I kind of would like to hear this. Again, hey, Nick, how about if uh, you and I and George Miller get in a room and talk about our pitch <laughs> for the series? Zachariah. John, this might be my favorite of all of the pitches. I think you there might wrote be... yes next to it already. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have, I should have just highlighted it in yeah. green. Yeah. Ahsoka and Sabine, the search for Ezra Bridger. Mic drop. I'll take it. John, um, I, I'm pretty sure you don't know who these people are. Yeah, I think even the most casual Star Wars fan who hears this right now is pretty disappointed <laughs> at my knowledge of Star Wars in general. Uh, I don't think – I wouldn't go that far. Uh, so these are characters from the Rebels animated series. I think I know the Asho- uh, Ahsoka – Ahsoka? Ahsoka, yeah. Ahsoka yeah. and Sabine. Is one of them like blue with like a – That's Ahsoka. Yes. yes. So I know that one. Right, because she's from the Clone Wars actually. Right, right yeah. Right. So so and, what happened is yeah. uh, spoilers for the show Rebels, which I don't think you're going to watch now if you've never watched it. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's worth going back and watching all of. I could probably give you a playlist of five great episodes. Um, people are going to hate hearing that. I did that to take some of the heat off of you, by the way. Um, at the end of the show, Ezra gets zapped away through sort of a space-time portal. I don't know what it is, actually, to the far furthest realms of the Star Wars universe along with Grand Admiral Thrawn. And then the remaining characters who survive to the end of the show, um, they pick up actually, then they, they jump because the show takes place before the original trilogy. They jump to after the Battle of Endor, and that's when Ahsoka and Sabine reunite, and they decide it's time to find Ezra. And that is literally where that show ends, hmm. which was a fantastic ending. Um, so anyway... I think it's been assumed that that will be picked up at some point in the future. I wouldn't be surprised if that continues as an animated series, but I would love, absolutely love to see that as a live action series. It would have to take place sometime after the events of Return of the Jedi, before the events of The Force Awakens. But it would be sort of in un, you know, uncharted territory as far as where they would go looking for Ezra. I think that would be awesome. Brian. 
says, Timothy Zahn's Hand of Judgment live action series, following good troops on the ground, fighting for good wherever they can. The Hand of Judgment, John, uh, I forgot to write this down, but I'm pretty sure what they were uh, was a handful of stormtroopers who kind of defected and kind of started doing their own thing. uh, And therefore were kind of, I believe they were on the run from the Empire. And then they would just find situations where they could help people out, kind of like a Robin Hood troop of stormtroopers. I think that could be interesting. Zebediah, something like Sons of Anarchy meets Mr. Robot in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> John, I've not watched either of those shows. Are you a Mr. Robot fan? I've seen a handful of episodes. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, it's uh, visually very good. I think uh, the director is good at creating a story visually. Yep. I've never seen Sons of Anarchy. Yep. I can only imagine what that's actually like. (laughs) And I think Sons of Anarchy meets Mr. Robot. I'm not even sure what that means. Wouldn't Mr. Robot get stabbed immediately if he met the (laughs) Sons of Anarchy? (laughs) Maybe not. He's a pretty clever kid in that movie, in that show. But uh, I think he would – I think what he would do is he would stand up to them and start this really intricately worded monologue – and then he gets five words in and realizes he's bleeding out. <laughs> Next one's from Shane, who suggests Gonk, savior of the galaxy. John, that's not a typo. He didn't mean Gronk, unfortunately. <laughs> that's going to make the same joke. Yeah. <laughs> it should be Gronk, and it should still be Star Wars, and it should just be that Gronk is a Star Wars character right. as, an, as, as an NFL tight end. Which would totally make sense. <laughs> and he's been alive that long, and only now is he breaking down physically. <laughs> Uh, Explains a lot. <laughs> gonk is a gonk droid. Uh, a gonk droid are the ones that look like a McDonald's trash can. Okay. But with like two accordion-like legs, yep. like slinky legs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, I think this is a comedy. <laughs> and I'm willing to greenlit a series of shorts. Mm. Does that sound okay? Sure. Kurt suggests Sindel Tawani is found after the Battle of Endor. This, is, this one is – okay, Kurt – you get the craziest pitch award for this one. Uh, Sindel Tawani, if I'm pronouncing that right. John, this is the little girl from the made-for-television Ewok <laughs> movies <laughs> back in the 80s. Kurt wants to see her, quote, reintroduced to space society. <laughs> well, did she go to rehab? <laughs> when she gets out of the Betty Ford Clinic... <laughs> She's reintroduced to space society. It's a galactic Tarzan tale with a female protagonist, and it's a comedy. Um, I actually think this is pretty funny. Thank you, Kurt, for this. So what I want to know, John, is she older or is she still four? She's five. So she was in rehab for like a year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) David, people, just so you know, I'm leaving out last names intentionally because I don't know if everybody wants their name read on air. Um, But David... He just posted a meme of, uh, of Woody and Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that says, points for that. Points for that. Uh, so he's already at a yellow light. Ewoks and Goongans everywhere. Uh, so this too, John, I, b- I believe this is a comedy. Our comedy slate is pretty packed. This is like NBC Thursday nights back in the 80s. I say we scrap, s- s- scrap the sitcom and just make this a kid show because it'll make a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. And kids love Ewoks and Gungans and... Did they learn you... Spanish from this show? Sure. Too? All right. <laughs> they can be everything. Misa teach you Spanish. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I think that's a good idea. It's uh, low budget. It's high profit. Let's yeah. let's do it. I don't, I don't know if we want this to be live action, though, do we? Absolutely not. Yeah. That's not low budget. Anytime they go live action with those shows, the results are always super creepy. Yeah. You got Teletubbies. You no, got You got Barney. It. Yeah. All of those guys are on a registry somewhere. <laughs> uh, Joachim. Is that how you say it, John? I would say Joachim. No. <laughs> well, who's the basketball? I, I, you, you got you got you caught me tripping because I thought for sure that you were actually saying Joaquin. For no, a I'm saying Joaquin. Oh, you are. You don't you know the basketball player? No, Joaquin Noah. You mean Joaquin Noah? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Joaquin, <laughs> or is it Joaquin? Now I'm now I'm confusing myself. Yeah, he played for the Bulls and. Uh, he, I, he, I do know him now, yeah. Isn't yeah. he the guy who looks like Sideshow Bob? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says, Sith, 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 Sith. Yeah. So it's a show about four Sith. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking these pitches very literally. I think they're on the road, too, with Max Rebo and the other band. Yeah. Uh, Dustin. Okay, uh, Dustin gets the award for originality here because he's the first one to, pr- to pitch a talk show. A late-night talk show with Hondo as the host. John, are you familiar with Hondo? No. Way overrated character. <laughs> and I know everybody listening to this is going to be really mad, but I I really hate Hondo. So I know a lot of people like him. So I'm pretty sure if we opened this up for a vote, this would get greenlit. But if it was up to me, it would not. But thank you, Dustin. Adrian, Hollow News sitcom. I don't remember what that means and we're running out of time. Robert, Jawas, Junk Wars. This could work. This could totally work. I like work. this one yeah. when I saw it. Okay. We got the green light on that one. I'm a little concerned about the language. Uh, one, that they use foul language, but two, that we can't understand it. Um, Minions proves that you don't need a language <laughs> that people understand for it, it to be successful. Good call. Should we throw Uncle Owen into this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that gets greenlit. <laughs> we're now $400 million in debt. We are the Netflix of this Oh, we're way more situation. than $400 million in debt. That's four shows. We've greenlit like 26 shows already. Yeah. Uh, Jack suggests the X-Wing Files. Uh, Michael. Jeez, oh, I don't know how many more of these we can do. <laughs> Right I'm liking the, this fast flow part. You like the fast flow? Yeah, this okay. is good because right. we get to slap them down or, or yeah. green light them. Oh, okay. Right out All right. Bat. So, uh, guys, the rest of these are speed round. We only got a few speed more. Speed round. Michael, Nebulon B and a squadron of rebel fighters from Scarif is attempting to outrun pursuit of Imperial forces hunting rebel forces. Along the way, they rally ships and people for the Alliance. Story follows the ship through the Battle of Yavin to the Battle of Jakku with one season covering a year of missions. <laughs> All right, we sure we'll do it. No, uh, so I think what he's referring to is a ship called the Salvation, which was a Nebulon B frigate that served under the banner of the Alliance to restore the Republic during the Galactic Civil War. John, I'm going to stop reading. People can tell you're reading. It's a ship. (laughs) It's a a ship. And then he makes an addition. One addition to my Scarif idea, the squadron with the Nebulon B would would be Wraith Squadron with Garrick Lauren as the squadron leader, of course. I'm only Let's, disappointed you missed this sunglass cool guy emoji. Oh, he did do that. Yeah. Which, which John, that's very appropriate, r- appropriate, right? Because we yeah. found out that Garrick, uh, his nickname is Face. <laughs> so apparently he was a, let me read this from Wikipedia. I'm going to read again, John. Was a male human imperial holovid child star who joined the Rebel Alliance as a starfighter pilot and somehow didn't die immediately. And became a member of Wraith Squadron with Wedge Antilles. So I think this is the squadron, uh, yes, that was founded by Wedge Antilles. 
So I don't know. I think we could green light something just to get Wedge back. And just for the sunglass emoji. Yeah. Who would play that goofy kid who looks like the sunglass emoji personified? How old's the kid? Oh, man. I wish we could have got like a younger Sean Astin. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. You know who we get? Um, the dude from Psych. The white guy. Oh, yeah. Right? He'd be good. Yeah. Sean. Um, Andrew suggests Rogue Squadron. Then gives himself a mic drop emoji. Um, and then Points says, out for that. But seriously, <laughs> John Doctum, you're in the red. Try to get you up to yellow. Rogue Squadron's missions from after the Battle of Yavin to Jakku and beyond, if there's scope for it. I think this is probably a good idea, but my brain just shorted out. Uh, Patrick. Love Patrick. Patrick is a big supporter of the show. Thank you, Patrick. The Graph Chronicles follows Milo and Lena Graf from the Adventures in Wild Space series. But now all grown up and doing different things in terms of cataloging the galaxy for the Graph Archive, Star Wars, colon, galactic maps. Dude's dropping deep refs, John. Or doing things for the Rebellion. It could tie in with the stuff Lena does with the Rebellion in the Tales from Vader's Castle comic run from IDW Comics. I don't know. I think this is probably a good idea, but we've read too many of these so far. Uh, Milo and his sister Lena. Uh, let's see. They were the children of two frontier explorers who charted the unknown regions of wild space. So, John, that alone, again, that kind of goes with that earlier one about an old Republic thing where they just explore the Star Wars universe. Yeah. They catalog stuff, which feels a little trekkish to me. Um, but I don't know. Let's give it a yellow light. Jonathan says, the many loves of Okie Dokes. This is the stuff of nightmares, John. <laughs> Uh, this but dude, it's okie doke sounds like so folksy. Yeah. Like not harmful at all. Right. But then you look at this thing. This is a terrifying So Jonathan picture. posted a picture of okie dokes. If you don't know who it is. So this is. <laughs> who named this character <laughs> okie dokes? Oh, I don't know, John. Who wrote and directed Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace? <laughs> oh, is it the guy who said that it should be called the GIF? Can we just start attributing that to George Lucas now? Yeah. Or is it Gorge Lucas? <laughs> it's Gorge Lucas. <laughs> uh, so Okie Jokes is the guy who yells at Jar Jar in the market on Tatooine when Jar Jar tries to steal one of those overgrown frog things for lunch. Mm. He's a messed up, scary looking piece of prosthetic. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give this an A plus in terms of pitch. I'm, I'm intrigued by the many loves of Okie Dokes. Actually, John... I'd be intrigued by just one love of Okie Doke. Yeah, just a single love. Okie Dokes. If he could get a single love, I feel like that would be a win for the galaxy. Maury suggested a live-action HBO-style Bounty Hunters show. Maury, we have a question for you. What do you mean by HBO-style? I'm assuming he means, like, uh, beyond PG-13. Oh, okay. You know? Um, I'd be down for a Bounty Hunter show, that's for sure. That ties into a little bit, John, of my own pitch, which I will share in a minute. The last one we have. <laughs> the Yoga Chronicles. I'm sorry, Walter, that we left off with you, but you did write the Yoga Chronicles, which uh, yoga is not exactly in-universe, so I we're pretty sure you meant Yoda. But I don't want to editorialize him, so. That's true. He might just want the yoga, like, what? how do people stay limber in the Star Wars universe? And he is. He, do you think he's thinking that maybe the Jedi are the ones who invented yoga in the first place? And that's the, the last remnant is that what Luke's doing at the end of The Last Jedi? Probably. I think so. Thank you all so much for your pitches. Um, I think we greenlit 
a total of 72 shows for <laughs> <laughs> which I fully believe if Disney had their way, that's how many they would have to launch Disney Plus next year. John, can I tell you what I'd like to see? Yeah. Um, I had come up with some that ended up on the cutting room floor. Like, this is Zuckus. <laughs> I get you just found the name before you came up with the show. I don't have a show for that one. Yeah, it's just the name. Uh, there's also Walk Soup. <laughs> Uh, that's where Jeff and I make fun of clips of all the new Star Wars shows that come out. Yeah. Because there will be like 72 by this time next year, right? So we could just watch clips like uh, Joel McHale. Um, Rancor Abama Shore. <laughs> that would be a reality show. <laughs> a bunch of teenage, Rancors. different species kids. Twi'leks oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Like Twi'leks and the Outer Rim. Uh, BB-8 is enough. That'd be a charming <laughs> adventure. <laughs> Between a bowl-cutted droid and his human friend. <laughs> um, so my only serious prediction um, is a prequel to the prequel to the prequel. Okay, so uh, the Cassian Andor series is a prequel to Rogue One, which is a prequel to A New Hope. I want a prequel to that called Better Call Saw. <laughs> <laughs> With Forrest Whitaker reprising his role. Um, no, I don't really want to see that. Um, but seriously, I could see a Saw show, which is, <laughs> which is a dumb sentence. <laughs> and uh, sh- and, and but, but he should not be in the Cassian Andor show. Okay. Because according to Rogue One, they never met. The whole point of like the first third of the movie was like, how can I get a meeting with Saw <laughs> Guerrera? Who somehow... Can I make another small confession? Sure. Do you know this who Saul Guerrero is? I know who he is. <laughs> okay. But this is when I found out that his name is not Saul. <laughs> it's Saul. But believe it or not, Saul Guerrero is not Jewish. <sighs> um, but anyway, so I don't want to see them. I feel like they're going to try to force him into the Cassian Andor show. <laughs> he thought his name was Saul. <laughs> Saul Guerrero. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it would be funnier that way. <laughs> hey, can we get Saul from Ocean's Eleven in here? What's that guy's name? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, for the listeners. Oh, you home. saw him. You saw him on the the train that one time. I did see him. I sent you a picture. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to do in jokes, John. You know, like on the thing, but I think this one's worth explaining. John right. and I have a thing where we've called each other Saul Goodman for a long time. Yeah, before the show. Before the show existed. Yeah. Uh, because we really love Saul from Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. And then about two weeks ago, was it? I did something that you really shouldn't do, which is like when you see somebody hilarious <laughs> on the train. You snapped a photo. Take a picture and send it Which is friend. something you should do. I deleted it immediately. Okay? I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. But, I mean, this dude looked more like Saul than Saul. Um, okay, no, really. I really do have one serious. Here's my one serious pitch for a Star Wars series. And I want to preface this by saying Lucasfilm would never approve it because it would cost too much money. John, here's my real pitch for a Star Wars series. A series called, wait for it, John. Star Wars Legends. I'll put some reverb on that. Yeah, I'll do that in All post. Right. Uh, John, this would be a true anthology series. Not only guest directors uh, like the Mandalorian will have, but A-list, high-profile actor cameos as well. So what this would be, John, each episode would be completely distinct, an entirely different creative team, entirely different cast for each episode. And maybe you'd only do uh, eight episodes per season. Maybe it'd just be a one season thing. And each episode 
would be something from Star Wars Legends. John, for you and any other listener who doesn't necessarily know what Legends is, do you know what Legends is, John? No. When I refer to Star Wars Legends. So Legends, uh, when Disney acquired Lucasfilm, they decided that all that expanded universe stuff, all the books, all the, you know, comics, any of the offshoot stuff that had been done over the last three or four decades is no longer canon. And they relegated, to, relegated it to this thing called Star Wars Legends. Um, I understand where they, why they did it. They didn't want to paint themselves into corners where they couldn't explore new storylines without worrying if they contradicted old ones, right? Um, but anyways, what you would do is for each one of these series would almost be its own pilot. So you'd pull in something like, for example, Droids, which was the awful 80s cartoon featuring R2-D2 and C-3PO and a heavyset dude that's bald with a <laughs> mohawk and another dude that's bald with a mohawk and a girl who looks like she's – I don't even want to tell you. Um, but anyway, and you make an episode for each one of these things. Another one could be Shadows of the Empire, the Nintendo 64 game. You make an episode where you just cast all those characters and explore the parts that you like. You get a director – Say, tell that story again, but the way you want to tell it so it's actually good. Um, the Bounty Hunters book, which is one of the few Star Wars Legends books that I've ever read. Uh, so, yeah, what you do is you get uh, – John, here's who I would cast for the droids episode. Ryan Gosling <laughs> as the dude who's like – As a droid. Bald, yeah, as a droid. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at first I thought, no, nah, they'll never do this. It's not feasible because of the cost of the actors and because of the idea that you're kind of starting from scratch for each episode. But – Maybe you could. John, have you heard of the show called The Romanoffs? No. That comes from the guy who created Mad Men. It's basically an incredibly star-studded cast, but like I'm pretty sure a very limited run. It's about these like six or eight different people who all believe they're related to this really uh, rich, wealthy, maybe royal family. Um, or something like The Twilight Zone, where if you think about the old Twilight Zone, you had people like, uh, famously, William Shatner appeared in one episode for some reason, right? Um, Jordan Peele is currently doing a reboot of The Twilight Zone for Netflix. So Jordan Peele's doing that? Jordan Peele's going to do that, yeah. I think Whoa. he's writing and directing or just show running or something. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. And there's sort of precedent in something like SNL where you get somebody – I mean, I don't think you could pull this off in a week, but maybe you could film it in a week, Right. Um, where you get some really A-list actor or celebrity in there for one week to do this one episode. Um, and also, John, as another way of getting this thing greenlit at Lucasfilm, I think it'd be a good opportunity for people who are normally behind a mask, like Jonas Swotomo. I think that's how you say the guy's name, who is now in the Chewbacca suit. Okay. Because Peter Mayhew is like, you know, he's really old and in bad health. Um, or even get Peter Mayhew to play a role. Um, where you actually see his face, Warwick Davis, who plays uh, Wicket and many other characters in these movies. Get all those people in there. Anyway, that's my idea, Star Wars Legends. John, thank you so much for coming in. This has been an absolute privilege. Thank you for being the Shane Vereen to Jeff's Danny Woodhead. Thank you for being the Dion Lewis to Jeff's Shane Vereen. <laughs> Thank you for being the James White to Jeff Dion Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for being whoever they get next year <laughs> yeah. to Jeff James White. <laughs> Sony Michelle, maybe? Yeah, could he's be. He's more of a power back, but he's got quicks too. John, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you to all of our listeners who submitted pitches for Star Wars shows. Some of them were insane. Some of them were horrible. Some of them were wonderful. This is Brett. This is John. And we're just two dudes talking about Star Wars on all the Skywalk. <laughs> oh, my, my, I love yours. I used to be. <laughs> uh, used to be. So Jeff and I, I always complain about that stupid line in The Force Awakens where Ray's like, you Han Solo. I like uh-huh. to exaggerate the British accent. You Han Solo, bub. <laughs> bub. And then. Pop it. And then Han is just like, I used to be. <laughs> and I'm always like, what the heck does that even mean? Right? Uh-huh. Because what does it mean? He's still being super Han Solo in that movie. It felt like just one of those lines where, I, like, in that movie, he is. But I think at that time, bef- and for before that, he wasn't. Right? I guess that's how I take it. But like, that's how he was when we first met him. He kind of just reset to like when we meet him in the cantina. I feel like that was still Han Solo. But anyway, the other day, I'm playing with my kid, mm-hmm. and uh, we were watching my brother-in-law's two kids, and they're like, you know. My kid's like, Daddy, come on, come play outside with us. And then again, I'm like, all right, I'll come outside. It was freezing cold. They all bundled up, but they just have to be outside because they're kids. So I go outside, and they're like, you're the monster. I was like, all right. So now i got to, like, chase them all around the yard. <laughs> I do, like, 15 laps around the yard. And uh, and after a little while, you know, I'm like, I got tired. So I'm like, all right, you're like, got to go inside for a minute. And by that, I meant, like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> And so, of course, like five minutes later, they come in and they're just like, Daddy, come on, come on. You're the monster. And I literally said, without thinking, <laughs> I used to be. 